0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by m0a.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Why and how do I brief my approach plates on the ground? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of m0a.com, and you are listening to the Instrument Pilot podcast. Brought to you by our number one rated online ground school M0A. M-Zero-A. Visit M0A Trial. M0ATrial.com to take a two-week free no strings attached trial of our number one rated online ground school. See why the Aviation Consumer Magazine named it the best. And uh, get in there for yourself. Two weeks, no strings attached. Very, very thankful for that. Nation, we're talking about approach briefs today. How I do briefs, why I do briefs. And, this isn't just my opinion, my biases, and and maybe some of those sneak in there. But, I want to share with you how I believe it should be done. And, it's not always done this way. Some people wing it, bad pun, somewhat intended. But, I want to share with you I believe perhaps the most important thing you can be doing in the instrument environment, and this to me doesn't matter, by the way, if you're an instrument learner, an instrument student, or learners, our new word the FAA has given us, you're no longer students, you're learners now. So whether you're an instrument learner, doesn't roll off the tongue as well, but we got to start building that into our vernacular. Or, you're already an instrument-rated pilot, and you're just listening to this to to stay as proficient uh, in your pursuit of mastery as possible. I believe all great instrument approach briefings start on the ground. That sounds a little crazy, because you're thinking, Jason, how on earth can you even know what approaches you're going to be shooting from the ground? And, I mean, from the comfort of my couch, sitting on the couch with my iPad. I know I'm flying to this airport. I literally go in, and I brief every single approach. It's kind of like studying for an exam, in a way. I am studying the approach plates. And, just like studying for an exam, you study things that are not always on the exam, right? Well, and, like all good exams, sometimes, things pop up on the exam that you didn't study for, but, thankfully, you have a strong foundation, so, you're able to conquer those issues as well. Can you, if you've done instrument approaches, can you relate to that before? Maybe you're going to an airport that has four different approach options. You're clearly only going to shoot one of them, but I still review all four because I've been in a situation where, on my flight over there, the ILS gets NOTAM closed. There was a gear-up landing at that airport on that particular runway. Now, I have to divert to another runway, or another airport altogether. I need to have these approach plates briefed on the ground. Not only do I brief them on the ground, I will briefly scan them as well, the day of the actual flight, maybe over breakfast, or whatever it is. And then, of course, I rebrief them once I know, and not them, I rebrief the one I am actually doing. When I'm 20 miles out, I know roughly what approach I'm going to be shooting. i would be honest with you, even the day of, I can look at the METAR, I can look at the TAF, and know roughly what runway they're using there to get an idea of what approach I'm going to be shooting. And, I can always ask for that particular approach I would prefer, as well. If they say, unable, I'm still prepared. This is why I like to start this process. And, this depends on the airplane you're flying. If you're flying a 172, you're starting this brief 20 miles out is great. If you're flying a Lear 50, well, let me tell you, you need to start that about 50 miles out, you need to start that approach brief, and have that ready. The acronym I use, as if aviation didn't have enough acronyms, The acronym I use to brief an approach plate on the ground, and especially in the air, is R, the letter R, Martha. Some people just use the acronym Martha, the Martha portion of our acronym. I add an R in front of it for R, letter R, Martha. And, the letter R starts with this. The R stands for Right Approach. Do I have the right approach? Have you ever accidentally pulled out the wrong approach plate? Maybe, even the right airport, wrong approach plate? I pulled out the uh, ILS-36, and I thought it was the GPS-36, both at the Ocala Airport. Maybe, you've even goofed up. I've done this. The airport. There's Orlando Executive Airport. There's Orlando International Airport. There's the Orlando Apopka Airport. There's a lot of airports with Orlando. In them. And I guarantee there's other big cities that share that same, uh, that share the name of that city in their name. And it's so easy to get confused with that. Do I have the right approach? Yes. This is the GPS runway 36 for the Ocala Airport. That's why I want to confirm. Now, the M in Martha is the missed approach. Now, I know nine times out of ten. Especially in the training environment, I'm gonna get a different MIST approach. I'm not going to get the published MIST. Usually, the only way I get the published MIST is if I ask for it. But rarely, if ever, do I get the published MIST. But a day or two out when I'm briefing this on my comfy couch, I'm gonna go ahead and brief the published MIST. Next is the ATIS. Do I have the frequency? Have I already listened to the ATIS? The A in R and Martha is for the ATIS. When, again, on my comfy couch, I'm just highlighting this is the ATIS frequency. I want to have this tuned up even before briefing the approach. Oftentimes, I listen to the ATIS say 30 miles out, and then start my brief about 20 miles out. R in the second R in R and Martha is for my radios. I'm talking to Approach now, but what's next? Is it a towered frequency? I should get Tower ready. Is it a pilot-controlled airport? I should get that pilot-controlled Unicom CTAF frequency ready. If it's Tower, I could get, I could have, um, in Comm 1, Approach that I'm talking to, Tower and Standby on Comm 2. I've already listened to the ATIS, so, I'll flip-flop over and have Ground ready in Comm 2 and I'm just thinking about the sequence that this is going to happen. I'm 20 miles out, and I've already got ground, pre-programmed in Com 2, ready to rock and roll. Always thinking ahead of the airplane. Next, we have the T in R. Martha, my times. Is there time involved in this approach? Meaning, is it a timed approach where I, perhaps, could use time to identify my missed approach. That's not always the case. And, oftentimes, we use other things, marker beacons, GPS waypoints. Not every approach has time involved in it. And, you may have a primary means of identifying the missed approach point. But, on an ILS, if I lose the glide slope, I'm localizer only now, I've got time as my backup to determine where my missed approach point should be. H is my headings. What headings? Okay, right now, they're vectoring me from the west. So, it's going to be a big left turn here. I'm thinking ahead. When I'm planning this on the ground, I'm just noting, okay, I know it's a GPS 36, but the heading is actually a 004 that I'm going to fly. It's not a true 360. It's four degrees off. It doesn't seem like a lot, but 004. Just noting that and having that. And, lastly, the A is for altitudes. And, this isn't just your decision altitude, decision height, minimum descent altitude. It's, it's not just those. although well, those are very important. It's my step-down altitudes to my step-down fixes. It's, is this a precision? Is this a non-precision? It's all of those things included in it as well. Altitudes, plural. What's my minimum safe altitude? What's my MDA for this area? Now, going back to the low and root chart, noting the MDA, where are they going to bring me in, and at what altitude? Wow, the MDA is 6,000 feet, but my initial approach fix has me at 3,000 feet. Somewhere, they need to drop me down to another 3,000 feet. I need to be thinking about that and maybe asking for lower sooner. Right, My brief for an approach sometimes even transcends and leaves the approach plate itself because I need to see and know what's happening within the entire environment oftentimes how are they going to bring me in I hope they don't just drop me in there right what if they just you know give me this uh, terrible vector right onto the localizer right what right onto court whatever it is I need to be prepared Also, another thing that doesn't fit into our Martha here, but something I'm always doing, is I'm noting— this is going to sound silly. I'm noting the names of the IFR fixes, because there are some weird names. Who can concur with this? I don't know who is in charge of naming IFR fixes. I would love, love to be on the committee. That Can someone take a note of that for my retirement job? I would love to be on the IFR Waypoint Naming Committee, because I feel like they're just playing Scrabble, and they're making up words. And then, things that should be words are spelt so differently. Actually, a funny example. Coach Ray, who edits the video portion um, of this, uh, was just doing a flight and shared with me the tail number. I was watching on on FlightAware, and one of the intersections he had to fly through on the approach was Dart, D-A-R-T-E. Okay, do I pronounce that Dart? Is that Dart-E? Is that I I'll have to ask Coach? I'm sure he'll listen to this and tell me um, via Slack, our messenger system but throughout the company. But, if someone just said, go to Dart intersection, I'm just putting D-A-R-T. Oh, I'm missing a letter. Is it D-A-A-R-T? D-A-R-R-T? No, it's D-A-R-T-E. We have one called Fibus. Uh, there are just so many strange names that if you don't brief the approach ahead of time, and Jack's approach just says, to your Mike Zulu, proceed direct Fibus. And, they're going to assume you know that FIBUS is on the RNAV GPS-36 at Ocala. They're just going to assume you know that. If not, I've got four approaches for you to have to dig through to figure out where is FIBUS in relation to Ocala. It's not going to show you on a low and route chart either. It's actual fix on the approach. That's where things get so confusing. So, it's good, as well, to review these strange names of these fixes, the initial fixes, the intermediate fixes, the step-down fixes, the final approach fixes, the missed approach point, as well. is probably going to have you hold at an oddly named fix. It's going to behoove you, meaning it's going to benefit you greatly when you know the spelling of those fixes well ahead of time. Because, boy, there are some weird ones. Um, with that so uh, by the way jason jason is a fix in hawaii i i it seems necessary to fly there i feel like there's also the jason but spelled wrong j-a-s-e-n if you fly in the dc area that's one of the special flight rules area gates to enter and leave the uh the special flight rules area through the jason gate never got to use that gate either but it's spelled wrong the jason IFR fix in Hawaii, though, is intriguing. I think that makes Hawaii a tax right off to go fly to it. Anyways, Emser uh, Nation, you all are such a blessing to us. Um, hey, are you all going to be at Oshkosh by chance? If you are going to be at Oshkosh, EAA, AirVenture, whatever you actually call it, there's many names for the same thing, will you come visit us in Hangar B, Hangar Bravo? Also, if you're going to be there the Thursday night, of Oshkosh 2021, we're doing a very exclusive, super private party for just our best customers and clientele. Reach out to Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, sarah at m0a.com. Tell her Jason mentioned on the IFR podcast a super exclusive party. He even said, you're going to feed me. I'd like to to come and bring a plus one. if we have spots available, uh, we might be able to make that happen. But, it is coming down to the wire, if you're listening to this as this, at the time this comes out. So, do check that out. Also, please hop in and check out our brand spanking new IFR Online Ground School. You can do a trial of that at m zero MzeroATrial.com. Looking forward to that. zero Nation, you are just such an amazing and outstanding blessing. It is so amazing to serve you. Uh, in everything that we do. Have a blessed, amazing, outstanding rest of your day. And, most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you.